Hello, uh, I say, I'm a random British explorer, and you're listening to the Map Report, a wonderful resource for all sorts of explorers from Great Britain and the Isles. What? Whatever do you mean you're not an explorer? Well, this is outrageous! How dare you listen! <laughs> Left my home back in Omaha To see if I could make it out in the world And I got as far as Wichita but Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore Lost all my friends in Los Angeles I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans, they always crying out for Alright, if it's all fine, then welcome to Map Report number 58, November 29th, 2006. I think you missed it. Hit rewind, guys. Alright, ready? If you do it through the wormhole, you'll hear the show. It was really Welcome, welcome. Yeah, exactly. So what's up, everybody out there? We want to say hello, and we want to welcome everyone to the Victory Parade. The victory parade for our friend Russ, because, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. wow. Russ successfully achieved victory in life. Bum, well, no, bum, just bum, in the poker bum, thing, bum, yes. In general. Um, bum, in general, bum, yes. Bum, He's bum, achieved bum, it. Bum. It's I all over. I've paraded around on people's shoulders all day long. I don't know why. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Russ, won, uh, Russ, you won a tournament, I heard, a poker tournament, and uh, a lot of good things came out of it. That's what I heard. Yeah, it was a debate tournament. It was uh, the beginning of my oh, nice. junior year. It was my one moment of glory. It was fantastic. And you just now that realized it. You're like, wait a minute. Six, six, six years ago me. now? <laughs> Seven years ago. Jesus Christ. I feel like an old it's man. True. You are. What are we talking about again? But you just depressed me. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, poker, man. You won a poker tournament. And you won, like, oh, yeah. lots of money. $500 plus. I did. I did okay. I did okay. $543. Yeah, we uh, at the Map Report like to play these uh, completely legal and justified internet poker tournaments where right. uh, it's small buy-ins, $3, $5, you know, we're not risking very much and they can go on forever and usually you just play for four hours and make no money. Even if you make the money, you make no money. Right. You make like a 50 cents on top of your original investment. Right. But uh, this time I actually beat all of the 900 people. To be fair, he only uh, made 181 times his original investment, so he didn't do too well. But yeah, it wasn't okay. a great return on investment. Sure. And, and yeah. Story, you had previously won like a $300 tournament, so he's now passed you by in yeah. lots of money, well, right? I had gotten a third place for doing that, so I'd, it wasn't a $300 tournament, but, oh. but I had won $300. Or, I mean, I didn't win. The, yeah, you get what I'm saying. Right, right, gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. I have a. It was reminding me about things relating to victory. Um, I was reminded about money because I was passing um, by a bank on my way to Mon- get food this evening. Money is related to victory. You'll see how. Watch how I bring this back. Watch how I bring <laughs> this back. Only in this so, society. So, no, actually, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was on my way before the show started. Watch how this comes. So I was on my way before the show started to get some food, and I went to the local Subway shop, you know, Subway, the restaurant Subway, that the guy who used to be fat advertises it on TV and that other thing. So I went to Subway. And he also, he used to be really not charismatic at all. 
And oh wait, yeah, yeah that's true. That yeah, way. that that still is the case. Yes, um, but no, the point but the is, John he's... Kerry restaurant. Oh no, <laughs> he, he's just like this is what happens when you make a stupid public statement. Oh God, would you like my stupid public like, statement? I want the sandwich. I, I don't want the sand. I want the sand. I don't. I will. Create a Look, team of advisors. To I asked if for I a chicken sandwiches. cutlet sub before I said no chicken. Okay, that's what happened. I asked for it before yeah. I did. Yeah, it's true. So um, I went down yeah. there and uh, I was going. And the place is supposed to close at ten Eastern Standard Time. And I got there at about ten minutes after nine, and it was the person was closing up. And I was like, "Aren't you guys open till 10? And she's like, "Well, yeah, but we ran out of bread." Now, I, I don't know about you guys, but subway. How can you run out of bread if you're Subway? Like, is that not equivalent to the bank running out of money? Like, what? How do you run out of bread? Like, that's just sort it's of fundamental. Than like, out of trains. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. But I mean, like, really, like, uh, there are some places that just can't run out of supplies. Is the point? Like, there's some things that just can't run out, and you know, it, you wouldn't know what to do if they did. Like, you just. I'm trying to think of an exa- other examples. Like, you come to an well, airport, if you lived and they're in like, Soviet well, Russia, there would be bread lines even at Subway. Well, right, but you'd at least be able to in get Russia, bread after waiting online for two hours. In Russia, bread <laughs> exactly. runs out of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, right? Seriously. It does when it's bad um, bread, and you get right, the bread exactly. runs out of you. It's right. True. right, exactly. But if you're online, you get it's bread totally in Russia true. eventually. That's the point, like in Soviet Russia. Eventually, you'd get bread, right? You just had to wait online for it. But this one is just like we're out of yeah. bread. No bread exists. Well, you could have waited long enough at that Subway yeah, restaurant. It's not permanent. And bre- it's not bread a permanent situation. Up. They're not like we're closing the restaurant. Franchise over. Go home, everybody. Get new jobs. <laughs> and there's like there no bread. No you go online. Bread. And it's like we've run out of bread overall. Like the whole chain has run out of bread. Exactly. There'll be no more bread ever. Wouldn't it be great if that just brought down the whole the whole franchise? They're like, oh god, we ran out of bread in New York City. It's all yeah. over. Because this happened in the country. Shut down in Missouri. A panic. In a panic, they would go on bread exactly. runs and subways all over yeah, the country. Right. And, and then, then the price like, of bread would get exorbitant, and, and Subway couldn't have valuable, like, cheap sandwiches anymore, exactly. and the economics would all implode. Well, plus they'd all be running and past, like, you know, fully stocked Quiznos right and, like, Blimpies and stuff, and they'd be like, you know, we must get Subway bread. <laughs> just like, what? It's like, that's the only oh, chain that no. ran out of bread. I don't know if you guys know this, because I just read Fast Food Nation, so I'm aware of this kind of thing, but actually most of Subway's bread is actually on loan to other restaurants most of the time so they never actually have a full stock of bread so if there were ever a bread run it would really screw them over in so did time. they run out because they loaned away my bread is my chicken cutlet sub yes. bread being enjoyed by someone yes, at like they someone actually else? had what your they name do on is they use Damn the it. bread to invest in other restaurants because they use their bread as currency <laughs> so therefore they don't always have a full stock of I bread at any one leaving time. Russ now <laughs> They're like, look, I'm a, they're like, look, man, I'm out of dough. Okay, I'm out of dough. I can't help you out. Yeah, like, just for exactly. a show. And your right to buy bread is actually not insured uh, by the uh, by the federal government, which FDIC. is you know, something that exactly. they've been, right, exactly. That's an amendment that got only, missed. Only at Togo's do they have the little FDIC logo in the corner, but it's not it's not marketing as well as the marketing one. That's the but one they don't true. talk about in the history Why books. Yeah. Isn't Togo's to goes? Isn't that why it's like named that? Because you get it yes, to go. but I can't think of anything but the country that I root for in soccer. So it's it's oh. always going to be Togo's. To I actually me. thought that you were yeah. right though, and I was wrong, and it was no, just weirdly No, I think you're togos. right. Okay. There's a Togo's no, restaurant. Right. I mean, I think the concept yeah. is supposed to be to go sandwich place for sure. Now, whether it's poorly executed or not, I, I don't know. It just happens to be no run idea. by Samoans. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or or African, sure. You know, whichever. Wherever Togo actually is. Sure. It doesn't matter. Oh, maybe in Why do we care? place. But it's totally a Samoan word. But it's right by Samoan. <laughs> Samoan totally colonized and named it and then left without leaving any True. imprint of their civilization. About 700 centuries before we had any records of anything. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like how some were there. Native Americans look faintly Chinese because, you know. But well, they actually did come over the land bridge. We actually have evidence of that. Yeah, did they bring the bread with them when they did? And is it their fault that I don't have bread now? Um, my anthropological research. Remember when I left Brandeis that weekend? You thought I was going to a debate tournament? I was actually at a dig site. Yeah. Wait, are you claiming right. to support quotes from science? That's absurd. <laughs> I, no, thought you, I thought you were saying that you went to walk history, over the... not science. I thought you said you were going to walk over the land bridge. I got my time machine and walked over the land bridge. I thought it would be exactly. this nice, lonely trek, but then there were all these people. It was ridiculous. I was like, what are you doing here? I have this image of like... There's 300 million of us. I have this image of like story... We're the future Native Americans. I have this image of like story with like Chief Sitting Bull and like a tomahawk like walking over with the long hair. He fits right in because they're like, you know, yes, one of our brothers walking over the land bridge. That'd be great. Except you'd run into trouble when they're like, now go kill that bison and start Story's like, uh, 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 exactly. I, uh. <laughs> and be like, sorry, these Arctic roots are my preference. Yeah, you'd have to be Arctic a medicine roots. man. Story, if, if you were like, have a microwave. Yeah, if you were a Native American tribe, you'd have to be like a shaman. Because if you were a shaman, you could totally do it, right? You could like, you could just be a medicine man. And then when like the new interloper came well, into the tribe, you could glare at them because the tribe always used to be yours. And now the interloper well, was like taking over. If we're over. talking about medicine men and women, that clearly <laughs> leads us to my doctor's visit, which was a Colossal. Oh yeah, colossal yeah. So disaster and failure. Right. Yeah. So I. Although I wanted to pursue the Native American image, but go ahead. <laughs> so gone we go well, with the doctor. Well, you know, we all. <laughs> no, do. that's just my issue. We all do. You and five hundred thousand New Agers in America. <laughs> exactly. All trying. So what happened? That image. Uh, so I went, and I mean, basically, we have in America. You know, it shouldn't surprise me too much because we have legal drugs and illegal drugs, and there's no distinction except some of the legal drugs are slightly worse, Yay. like alcohol. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Russ is going Fringe to enjoy this for me. It's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and we have uh, doctors, Coyote. who are smiled upon, <laughs> encouraged positive role model drug dealers but that's that's what they are they're still drug dealers that's really all it is and the drugs you know have probably an equal shot of making your life healthier or happier uh it's all really pretty much the same thing and this this makes me Wait, sad so they have an equal I went chance in of making your life healthier or happier I'll choose healthier well I'll take happier we both win <laughs> Yay. yeah I you mean, might you be know, wealthier or happier, wise but not longer both. Longer, shorter, whatever. You know, it all does pretty much the same stuff. It's all a trade-off. That's what I've learned, is that it's all a big trade-off. It's like okay. you can choose one thing for the other. You can get, you know, you can kill your kidneys and have a better heart. You can, you know, kill brain cells and, and live through, you know, cancer. You can do, it's whatever your trade-off is. Vioxx killed more people than the Vietnam War because the trade-off was feel better with your arthritis for two months before you have a crippling heart attack that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Uh, that's a pretty bad trade. Arthritis, feeling a little better for heart attacks, that's a bad trade. I feel you know, you're building up to a medical broadside here. I feel you're building like up to the trade-off. Or size for IQ. You can do that, too. That's just less well. Not for everybody, Russ. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, that's actually you know, a popular quiz. 
they went around asking men whether you would trade like more girth for a slightly lower IQ, and it was like 80% by far in support of that. Well, sure. Man, uh, because the thing is, question. if you had a lower IQ, and you wouldn't realize it because you would have already had a lower IQ. Whereas if you had greater girth, um, you would be aware of that uh, thing, right? Welcome to Flowers for Algernon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flowers, for Alger Flowers for Algernon. The, uh, Flowers for Algernon, romancing the, the bone. Day, a person oh, asked me hypothetical question about girth. Now I beg... I understand <laughs> I big everything. <laughs> now I'm big. What what happened? Uh, yeah. I don't know. No so, bitch. Happy me. <laughs> yay yay. New wardrobe. Must beat people with stick for new money. Oh, that's an unfortunate uh, yeah. Yeah. Broke right. sock. Yeah. Sock all broken. <laughs> oh yeah. now come on now. There's just no need for that. So on you go. So you went to anyway, this doctor and right. what happened? So I went to the doctor, and they said, you're not on drugs, but you want to see a doctor? What are you doing? I mean, they basically, she was literally horrified. I thought she was going to fall over and out of her chair. I, you know, she was like, I had a migraine log of, you know, the fact that I spend 5.75% of my life with a migraine all hours at all time, you know. Uh, and uh, I had the migraine log saying how severe they were and when they were, which migraineurs are encouraged to keep. And, and so I'd done that, and she was very excited to see that. And she said, how long have you been having migraines? And I said, about 15 years. <laughs> and she was like, and you're not on any medication? And I was like, I was about uh, 11 years ago, I guess. I experimented with some medication. And she, w she was just horrified. She was just absolutely flabbergasted. She's like, you mean you've been suffering? And I wanted to be like, no, most people with migraines <laughs> think life is bliss and happy. What do you mean? What the, of course I've been suffering, you idiot. Why would I come and pay you money if I hadn't been suffering? You're like, I'm no, this own, is really just I'm an intellectual exercise. I just wanted to know what it would be yeah, like exactly. to go and see about a doctor. No, but I actually enjoy it. Thank you. Or you somebody, can just be like, somebody dared have, me to be here. Pills. No more pills. Need more pills. You give pills? Yeah, give me exactly. pills. Pills more? More pills. Need pills. And she would have been like, this is exactly what I'm talking about here. Take the people who just bought me an expensive vacation. Oh, geez, exactly. uh, yeah, no, so, I, you know, so it was just kind of silly. And she was just like, and the first thing, this was the best thing. So, you know, people uh, unfamiliar with my philosophy will not understand exactly why this bothers me quite so much. But the big thing that she spent about 20 minutes trying to pitch to me were antidepressants. Oh, and boy. I was just like, she's like, so most of the stuff that, you know, that we prescribe to people with migraines are, you know, off-label things where... The drug was invented to do one thing, but it happens to seem in certain trial and error cases to be really good at curbing something else, which is, you know, if like you need more movements. evidence... <laughs> if you need more evidence of why the medical profession is completely bankrupt at this point, it's this off-label prescribing. Because they're just like, you know, well, yeah, sure, this, would, this drug was designed to cure cancer, but uh, it also takes out your cold. And it's actually better at the cold, but, you know, whatever, that's well, fine. Well, there's actually a drug... Crazy. Well, there's actually a drug um, called... Yeah. That, there's a drug that's called Avastin, which is very good for cancer, which it turns out is very good mm -hmm. against macular degeneration. So, and the, the reason that doctors have started prescribing it is because it's as effective as the major drug used for macular degeneration and it costs like one-fifth of what the other drug costs.
And so basically the companies mm-hmm. that, you know, they basically, the pharmaceutical companies are like, well, uh, because they don't want to tell people don't buy this other drug because they still want to market it. But they're like, but wait, don't you want super expensive version? And they're like, no, we want the thing that actually does the same mm-hmm. thing. And they're like, oh, so, I mean, I know I what mean, you're yeah. saying, but that, it is good to be able to think outside to the, the box case. a little bit, though. In some cases, yeah, but then, you know, the thing is, though, that they don't talk about is the fact that nothing is regulated. If it's off-label, there's no regulation of it because it was never drug tested Woo-hoo! for that. If it's off-label, Hot. so there's no regulation, so there's no accountability if side effects start cropping up or anything else. It doesn't get reported because it's only reported for on-label stuff. Well, but so wait a minute, though. Side like effects going, have to you be might re- as well be going to the black market. They don't get onto the market even for the initial primary cause if there are side effects. Like, why would side effects... No, why there would are you... side effects to every drug. This is why they're trade-offs. I know that. Every drug has side effects, and they all get approved because side effects are now just a matter of course. And she was talking Weed to me about these things. <laughs> with the, the thing that she eventually did prescribe Except to me, she was like, you know, you'll want to take these right before bed because that'll minimize the side effects. And, the, you know, the, these side effects, well, blood flow could be affected and this and that and the other thing. There, everything has side effects. That's the whole principle of trade-off medicine. No, I know. It's just you an know issue of how bad they are. Side effects? Why, why doesn't it have side because, effects? Because you're not taking it to cure anything. You're taking it for all of the various things that it does. And so they're all important and there are effects and there are no side effects. <laughs> right. Exactly. Naturally. That's much because like of off-label semantics. marketing. No. Right. Yeah. Right. You you won English. Congratulations. <laughs> I always <laughs> wanted to win English. Yeah. So I would trade anyway, that for a poker tournament. The point is, I was not happy. She wanted to put me on antidepressants. And not once, even while I was fighting it, did she mention, you know, or even before I was fighting it, I should say, did she mention anything about, like, this could affect your brain, you know, the things the drugs are designed to affect in strange ways or bothersome ways or ways that you might not want. And eventually she did prescribe me because I fought off the antidepressant thing. I was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. And she was like, okay, how about blood pressure medicine? Because that's the other thing that has not nothing to do with headaches that we prescribe for headaches and then but she never once said anything about how this will affect my totally fine and perfect blood pressure like my whole life it's i've had exactly perfect blood it just makes it you even know? better right it just exactly. helps it more but but look if i can play right. devil's advocate so, though i mean story what yeah, then i mean sure. what were you hoping that she'd be like well that's, since, that's i think in the last 10 years people who defend yeah, well, okay. In the last ten years since you've been devil. since yeah. you've been here, um, you know, we, we've developed a medicine which has no side effects. And like, what were you expecting? I guess I'm not clear. Was she going to tell you I mean, like, I, you know, I, if you listen just to the drink last a lot of show, water and it'll be better? That you asking the question, "What was I expecting?" sort of stumped me, and I was like, "Huh, I don't know." Why am I doing this? It was just sort of a knee-jerk reaction. But, you know, I was maybe hoping that she could talk about strategies, like ways of living life, the things that actually change doctors things for the better in your life, not just have no idea about those things, Story. Why yeah, I mean, a doctor for that? I mean, you're going to get far better advice doctors, than the MEP report. Well, no, you're going to get far better. You could get reports, but I mean, from, do doctors no, really from, though? I mean, from therapists, things like that. Exercise. You know? They have said you should. They've made referrals to things like doctors can do things. Well, why I mean, don't you I go to holistic it's not practice? As easy then. as saying take yeah. these doctors drugs. are wildly ignorant of health. They're very good at drugs and pharmaceuticals and. But why not go to a holistic practitioner about then. how to be healthy? And you know, for the most part, just the incompetent ones. So only eighty-five percent. You know, yeah, why not go to a, ho- a holistic? I don't think my insurance covers it. In San I'm Francisco, gonna, I'm willing to bet that my insurance 
Dude. I mean, I don't think so. Is that standard? I don't know. It's standard. I, and I, sta- know I would about think, this. Yeah, no, no, no. I think you should look again. I'm, I'm fairly certain you could find some. Like, it depends, obviously, to a degree on what kinds. If you want to go for, like, aromatherapy, that's going to be rough. But there's a lot of insurance companies now that cover holistic practices, including, yeah, uh, including things. Acupuncture is that a known just... treatment for migraine sufferers. Exactly. Yep. As an example. I see. Well... I don't think I'm going to go for that either. But why not? <laughs> Fair enough. It's interesting story. To know. Let me ask you a question. Yes. This this all seems so absurd to me that you were so frustrated with your migraines and how long, how often they've come, that you relegated yourself uh-huh. to listen to the advice of a complete stranger who works in the medical profession, who you would never ever listen right. to about anything. But you won't listen to things sure. like common sense, which say maybe your horrendous diet over 20 years is somehow affecting your health. Come on. I mean. My How horrendous diet has nothing to do with it. My horrendous exactly. diet is... It's, exactly. No, it doesn't. That is so absurd. That is the most absurd what? thing I've ever heard in my That's entire fair. life. How can you believe that you can just eat crap all day, every day, for your entire life, and nothing will happen? Everyone else is affected because they get obese and diabetes, and they get sick, but nothing happens to you. Wow. This is, uh, this is a little powerful here. A powerful Seriously. moment of the MEP report. I'm serious. How can that be true? I mean... You're invincible to food? Food has no effect on you, but everyone else, what they put into their body affects them, except for you? So you don't believe that my hereditary history of migraines has anything to do with anything? You think it's just totally... Oh, it does. Anyone who ate what I did would have the exact same result. I don't think so. I have to agree a little bit. There's a combination of environment and heredity that goes on in everything. Yeah. I mean, if you really believe that, why would you go to a doctor? Because they can't fix something that's just going to be automatically impregnated in your brain by nature. All right, I was curious. I mean, I I don't know why I went. I was curious. I was upset at missing work. I needed a doctor's note. I I wanted to see what they would say. I now know what they say. Get serious, man. I'm going to move on. Get serious. The way that you get serious is to look at your life and look at your overall health and say, how can I improve this and see if it has any effect on my migraines? Instead of just being like, I've relegated to ask for pills that I know will be stupid. Eh, We'll see. We'll see if they get that bad. I'm actually very good at living with migraines. That's the thing. I mean, it's been frustrating me of late. But this is your personality. Yeah, see, I, yeah. Other than like taking a multivitamin, you would rather suffer for eight hours at a time. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it's not uh, as bad as people think. I mean, you know, it's story. certainly not as bad as the doctors think because they're like, you've been in pain. Oh, my God, pain is the devil. And it's like, no, pain okay. is really manageable and not a big deal. Well, let but, me just say this, though, because know, I, we can continue with our Dr. Phil moment. Well, let me just say this, That's though, because fine. I think, yes. like, I first of all, it was hysterical. I was talking to our mutual friend, Adam Zimmerman, the other day, and he was saying that he was looking forward to getting back to a place where he was actually the liberal. And I find it funny that I'm always somehow the moderate on this show, or I end up being one of them, which is just hysterical. Because um, I want to say about the whole overall thing about doctors, like, I think Russ is right in this sense, because, I mean, look, story, I, I have, having lived with you for a year, I have seen examples where yes. you had to lie in your room for 12 hours at a time with the lights out because oh, you yeah. were in such hideous sure. pain that if you even moved, you were vomiting. There is no possible way that you can think that somebody with your abilities and talents and who has a lot of valuable things to contribute to society, let alone your own personal, you know, it's not good to constantly be in pain. There's no way that you can think that that is somehow preferable to making yourself feel better. Now, that doesn't mean that the doctor's version of feeling better, which is 
just pop pills no, is the no, way no. to go. I think that but like, if, I mean, it's worth evaluating what the trade-offs are, and that is not something that is that crazy. Like that is not as awful an experience as you might believe it. I mean, and part of it is getting used to it. I mean, if you or Russ started doing it tomorrow, it would be a really awful experience because you're not accustomed to it. You're not used to that being part of your life in a given. But when it's part of your life and you're, it's a given and you're used to managing it, it's not as bad. I mean, yeah, it's this bad. How is it not different right now? It's not something I would For why choose. we should never try to help people who live in third world nations. Exactly. Because they're used to exactly. it. Exactly. They live with poverty. They get these botulisms okay. every day because they drink but dirty they water. Would we not don't need to do anything same, to fix it. They would make the same decision. They would not make but, the but same decision. But look, though, wait a minute, though. Situation. But well, here's the thing, though. Maybe how they, they would, story. But I mean, like, Maybe how is this different? They would be afraid of new treatments and new doctors and new things that would help them because they're just used to their lives. Look, They'd be afraid to change it. I mean, you guys were making fun of me a few weeks ago, or I guess a few months ago now, when I was talking about the thing about the torturer, and Russ was making fun of me because he's like, sure, Greg just would love the torturer, and you get used to the torturer. How is this different? Like, it's awful, but eventually you get used to the awfulness. Like, I know you get used I mean, to it, I and that it doesn't it makes, shock no, no, you, but it's again, still terrible, right? You guys are bouncing back and forth, because I'm not saying that I would never consider changing a damn thing in my life, no matter what, so help me God. I'm saying that I would look at the possibilities, but I'm going to be cautious about how I approach it, and I'm not just going to say, oh, sure, somebody told me to, I'm going to change it, or, okay, fair. you know, jump through nine hoops, but or then what's the trade-off with acupuncture? Else. Like, I'm going to be But then what's the trade-off with acupuncture? About I, it. How, I mean, how... I just think that I would get freaked out by acupuncture, personally. Like, that's just a personal preference. I mean, it might be worth trying at one point, but I just think that I'm I don't doubt that it can be useful and effective but like there's you know there's a scary factor to me that like it would just be I already you know have put off going to the dentist too long and have to face that at some point and I feel like acupuncture at least the first time would feel like going to the dentist what if you combine so, them okay. together yeah, I don't know the, the acupuncture dentist what's the downside like... <laughs> to taking a multivitamin a few times a week I don't know. I just it seems like pain. I mean, I don't know. I exactly. I have no it, there evidence. There is no trade off to I that. Mean, no, I mean, I have no I have no evidence that you know like a, a multivitamin like is going to do anything. Possibility Story. for health. Like, why not try it? Yeah, it I mean, exactly. a multivitamin can't hurt you. Exactly. It's a supplement. It's a supplement. How could it possibly? Not an antidepressant. And it's, it's not an, an addictive it's an, chemical. It's the, it's a na- yeah exactly. And these are things that you just exactly. don't eat anyway. Like exactly. you have probably I would I would assume that you have some deficiencies in vitamins and things. I don't know that for a fact. I mean, the other concern that I have is that stuff like that, if you start taking them and then stop, your body's gotten accustomed to them, and then the rest of the time you're going to be, you know, it's not a, it's not an addiction per se, but it's like a functional making no. yourself less than when you go. No, 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 no. So, not, not, not when vitamins yeah. are concerned. So, it's making you feel better. I mean, you may end up going back to the right, point where you feel not as stop, good. Well, no, you, yeah, if you, fe- if you would stop, right, you would go back to, to feeling stop, as bad as you had before you started taking the vitamin, but that's not but really... But created a new baseline well, for your life. Yeah, a baseline that you feel better when you're taking like, it, though. If you, <laughs> like, a, I mean, if you eat gruel once a day, you'll survive and you feel crappy. And then if they integrate an apple once a day, you'll be like, Jesus, this is amazing, an apple. And then they take away your apple. You're like, you bastards, I was used to gruel. Right, but would you go away from I'm having sad. the apple? I have to, then right? I'd best be ready to commit to apples by the time that yeah, Story. You would have avoided the apple. I mean, and if you had the option really available want to, to you. have a daily routine like that, that I have to swallow something every single day of my story. life. Story. Do I really? Is Unlike that really that the important? Daily routine is it really going to benefit? Wearing a hat and what making sure you avoid lighting you know, and making I'm sure you so avoid mi- migraine oh. triggers. 
Story, by this uh, logic, by this logic, you would have avoided doing anything that was positive. Like, you would have avoided getting married to Emily, because if, God forbid, something ever happened to Emily, no, that would assume I you would weighed, go to below the baseline. Uh, well, okay, but you waited, but you came uh, up with the decision that it was better than not, right? So why I wouldn't you do the same thing, thing here? And interpersonal... Interpersonal things have nothing to do with things that you ingest. I mean, they are very, very different things. So that said, I weighed the possibilities. So I might weigh the possibilities. I'm not saying that, but I'm not just going to accept it on face because somebody said multivitamin, the magic word. Yeah, but they don't do that. Like multivitamins have been shown to have positive impacts. Like you need vitamin C, better vitamin C improves your immune system. It makes it less likely to get colds and things like that. The same thing, you know, vitamin B has positive effects on vision. So we're not going to get anywhere. I know it's crazy. I mean, I've been, you know, <laughs> I've been having a lot of smoothies. I've been having a lot of Jamba Juice, That's and I made better. the decision to, you know, to go with that, and that has a lot. That's of, good. That's an improvement. You know, whatever crap in it. So yeah, yeah you know, so vitamins. I've done things, and that was something that I weighed and thought about, and and went for, and had to do with a lot of things in my life. See, here's so, the thing you know, too. It's story. not like I haven't changed anything in my life, but but here's the thing yeah. too. I like I totally agree with I'm with a haircut. I to- yeah, yeah, that'll improve everything. No, because it's like Samson. If he loses his hair, then he won't gain his powerful strength. It's the hair um, that pulls the head back and causes horrible right. migraines. Um, true. Uh, yeah. But no, the thing is, like, I, I, that's that's the thing is that in in your particular case story, like, it's not just that you're, you know, yes. vegetarians in general have to be kept to worry about certain deficiencies, but they can make up for it because in nature, in vegetables, they can find things that make up for that. In your case, though, you not only are vegetarian, you also don't like most food. So that means that basically you Correct. have even more deficiencies you have to deal with. And then when you add on top of that, the fact that you don't like going to doctors, and so there's that, and then you don't really like the dentist, so then there's that, like, all of this starts to add up. Like, if you have one thing you don't like doing, like, I don't really like doing X, that's fine, but you Dude, can't also not you, like Y and not like Z and not like A and not like idea? B, you know? How beneficial it is to eat doctors and dentists because not only do you oh, gain true. all of the protein and nutrients, <laughs> that's a good point. But, but you, you also save gain other powers. people from them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that too. Oh my God! I'm just saying, I'm man. Talking about like eating the marrow and eating the brain, but I mean overall, stories right about the saving other people from their fate too. So I mean, other than to not be extreme, Greg, what is the actual reason you have for? Oh God, story. Don't not like Y, Z, and X. That's crazy. Like what is because, the actual because reason for this because it severely impacts your health because all of those things not liking severely impacts your health like I, i'm with you i don't think you know i, I mean th- if i were getting crazy diseases out of nowhere or getting really really sick you a lot spent six percent of like, your life I'm, lying on your back miserable how is I've that not doing another that way for ages yeah but that doesn't make it right things have changed what <laughs> but i mean what i'm saying is if you were, if these things were right, yeah. then there would have been like steady decline in all of my status about all of these things, you know, for a long time. Because when I was, you know, how old was I? 12, 11, 10, when I started to get migraines, I was seeing doctors and dentists pretty regularly. I was being forced to eat foods that I didn't like, and I wasn't a vegetarian. And that's when the headaches were the worst. So... You know, if this were true, like, I would have a steady decline, limbs would be falling off, I would be getting sick with things I'd never seen before, or I would have migraines 25% of the time instead of 6% of the time, or they would be more severe than the most severe time in my life. Keep in mind, though. Like, none of it actually holds water or holds up to what's happening. Yeah, but keep in mind that you're also, keep in mind, though, that you're also still young, and that there's always that thing, is that as you get older, this is going to happen. And obviously, like, it's not a matter of it's gotten worse, it's a matter 
matter of the fact that it hasn't gone away. Like to me, it's like, okay, if you wake up every day and your, your right arm is constantly in pain, like you could eventually get used to it and you can say, well, you know, my right arm is just always, it's never been more in pain. It's never been less in pain, but that doesn't change the fact that like, mm-hmm. you know, your right arm has always been in pain and that's obviously impacted your life. Cause the migraines you have, I know they're different degrees, but the worst migraines you have, mm-hmm. have like severely impacted your life where like you can't go to work where like you're miserable and for 20 hour stretches. I would have a very different attitude about but this. Story, I mean, your migraine log has a migraine like concept. every week. Like you have a migraine once a week, like on your, no. on your log. No, that's not true. The average uh, is I, once every two weeks. It's uh, twice I'm going to go look it up right now. I, I calculated who has spent more time with the migraine log, Greg, honestly. Well, I've had 29 migraines this year so far. So... You know, how many weeks have there been? But how 50? many dentists have you eaten, Story? 48. You haven't eaten any dentist in that time. <laughs> so All right, 29 migraines. But I mean, like, so I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, I remember you know. I actually had an... I occasionally get ocular migraines probably about once a year. And I remember the first one okay. happened probably when I was maybe... I guess it was maybe... I was still in graduate school, like six, seven years ago or something. And uh-huh. I remember it was like this little... I was having a hard time seeing. And then, like, my whole vision was swimming. And then it, like... Then my vision cleared right. up. And then I was a little bit disoriented, and I was that I was never been more freaked out in my life. I was like, "Oh my god!" I went to the optometrist sure. like that day, and I was like, and they said, "Oh, it's an ocular mm-hmm. migraine." You know, it happens, and apparently my mother has had these as well. And basically, what I determined was that if I don't eat anything in the mornings, or if I eat something super sugary for some reason, like if I got up and had a cinnamon bun right. or something like that, that I would be more prone to them. Mm-hmm. And so, basically, I have an ocular migraine once a year. The only impact they have is this thing happens with the vision. Actually, it's been I think over. A year now since I've had one, knock on wood. But, you know, they affect my vision. Mm-hmm. It's a little disorienting. It's not any pain, but it's just, you know, it's kind of freaky and then it goes away. And it's never been more than that. But the truth is, if I was going through that, like, once a month or once every two weeks or once every... Mm-hmm. I mean... I would not. I mean, I know that we're. Di- we're I guess we're different people. But I would I mean, put up with that. I have a pretty high pain tolerance, too. You but, want me so. to hold to? How how many? What drugs do you take for them? No, I, no, I agree with you. I'm not saying take drugs. I'm saying t- you know alter strategies. Okay. And like what we've given you is things that right. are not. And I they're mean, not trade offs though. Like it, acupuncture, not a trade off. Like right. multivitamin, not a trade off. So that's the point. Like I, I just don't. I don't understand. Like this is not a matter of well, why don't you take antidepressants? Because I agree that might be a little extreme. Although I think antidepressants right. have their place, but they're certainly overprescribed, and they don't. You shouldn't just throw them into your body for no reason. I totally there agree with you on that. There are trash cans. Um, have their place. I know people who take antidepressants who need them. Story. So, think of something but too. that's not. But that's like, not the point. Like, no, that would probably you'd still ingest it. That's no good. In the trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are some people who need antidepressants. As long anyway, as no one can dig through that trash. The point is that, like, I totally agree that they're overprescribed and whatever else. But this has no impact. Like, having a vitamin C tablet is not going to, like, you know, you can't even overdose on vitamin C. Like, there's no impact on taking. Hard. I know, I know you did, but there's no. Oh, you know what? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> actually there's no impact. So. There's a there's a um a new I don't know how new it is but it's a uh, a growing consensus that one of the most effective treatments for people with cancer is intravenously injected vitamin C that they just because since your body can't over you know they can't just eliminate the extra vitamin C through the uh, through urine if you just inject it into the bloodstream literally like yeah I've read it to go fight cancers and yeah I've read studies about that the hell out it's of a everything. very controversial study yeah. because the there have been some there were some people where that was helpful and then they found that the people was helpful and there was no control study that was being done but the problem is that the government is all about allowing drugs to go through of all kinds and they're they've got this big campaign anti-vitamin that's the other thing that should make you like vitamin story the fact that the government is desperately trying to regulate those and doesn't give nearly as much of a shit about other drugs so you would think that ought to indicate that 
that there's something positive about it because they're like, wait a minute, it's healthy and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make as much money. Something's wrong, right? I mean, just your anti-establishment well, yeah, side yeah. should want to do that, you know? Think, think about the theory behind it. If they have control over all these prescription drugs, which means they can market them and make them right. more expensive and make you go through a process of doctors mm. that paying more things, you know, anything that can challenge those things that can make those less attractive is something that would, they would want to fight against. Sure. Right. So, I mean, that's... Well, you know. believe it or not, I don't make every decision in my life just to see how much more counterculture I can be. So, that argument... <laughs> I'm just giving you another option. I'm just giving you another option. I know that's some all. people believe that, but... <laughs> I'm just giving you another option. You've already rejected the you don't like uh, you don't like acupuncture out theory, and you're establishing a baseline for vitamins. You'll get addicted somehow to vitamin C, and you'll be like, "Give me my pill, give me my fix, give me my fix." You know, like that's so. I'm trying to give you no, some other I mean, options. I, <laughs> I, I have one more option before we round out this All migraine right. discussion. Yes. Um, and I know you're you're sort of on the way there because you're used to tolerating <laughs> migraines and you're you know used to suffering through them. I think you should start enjoying them. <laughs> you should consider that as this an option. Is, this is like that an argument. Should be on the when, table. Did, when did Greg make arguments like this? This was totally a Greg argument, <laughs> yeah, like uh, not very long ago. Uh, at least every no, time you get a migraine, think of think of your favorite song. And yay, that's so. Hey great. man, if you're fused yeah. to, uh, because you know, from what I've read about migraines <laughs> no, is that they're basically play. like sensory overload. Like all of your senses get magnified to the point of pain. And if that's the mm -hmm. case, then if you find some way to endure but still experience these things, then you can basically have superpowers. Oh yeah, essentially, because you just you, all of your senses are super. That's enhanced, true. Have you tried lifting an X-wing? Like have you tried lifting an X-wing out of a swamp when you feel this way? Because maybe you just didn't realize. Like God, this is somebody trying to tell you you have superpowers, dumbass. Go use your superpowers. Like oh, you know. Maybe that's what it yeah. is. Yes. Clearly, the way that any higher power should communicate that you have superpowers is making you feel like doing anything would be the worst idea ever. Go. Do things. Well, you got to want it. Except, <laughs> here's my message. Dear yeah. mortal, I give you great power, but at a price. <laughs> it, here's the trade-off that you will ultimately feel. Well, yeah. all right, if you're Actually, willing to make an analogy, yeah. you will want to, to do nothing. <laughs> I'll discover um, that I was, you can do everything. That's Greg, I was brilliant. telling a story about yes. this, that there was this one Captain Marvel cartoon where uh, this supervillain hit him with a ray that basically magnified all of his powers so that instead of just being a regular superhero, like he would try to walk and then his foot would go through the floor and he just became completely useless because he was just too powerful to do anything. And so that was what I uh -huh. thought about migraines. See? <laughs> That's good. Migraines are like that. Story would wake up like that, and like he, his, you know, he would have such a horrible migraine that like his body would feel like it had been twisted inside out. And then when he like recovered from it, like his hair would be three times as long, and like you know he could like speak like four hundred times more articulately. So he goes into the office and he's just like, "Hi there," and everyone's like, "Here, take the keys to the office. I promote you. You're the boss. You're the owner of the whole place." And, and you know, like he just have like powers beyond his comprehension. I like that. I think that fits. Yep, it's true. It happened All to me right, yesterday. So we solved that problem. So let's move on. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> All right. Oh, goodness Fantastic. me. Deal with it. Live with it. Next. Oh, see? Yes. I don't think that? you should live with it, but all right. Oh, that okay. was in... Uh, have you guys ever seen the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin? Yes. His, uh, I have not. It was I think his, I've heard about it from uh, you. spoof of Cyrano de Bergerac, basically. Right. Right. And... Uh, there was one point where he was at the uh, the rhinoplasty guy again, who refused to treat him because it was too dangerous, and he was like, "What you need is a psychologist." And he's like, "Ah, I can see it now. Get used to it. Eighty-five dollars, please." Because <laughs> that's their job. Uh, I see. I see. Yeah.
Is it? I should or ask be actually. Selfish. One hundred and sixty dollars, please. Yeah. I, I should ask this story. Uh, oh yeah. God. Experience. I, I love your. Yeah. I love your description of these things. They're just so funny. Um, they're just so not accurate. Uh, can, can I ask though? So funny or so true? <laughs> no, they're not true. Mm, uh, can yeah. I? Can I ask? Because uh, I think this is important. Is there any medical profession uh, for which you have respect? Like, and I'm not being facetious. Is there any medical profession, like any medicine profession, oh, I like been over doctors, this. dentists, anyone? Medicine man. <laughs> right. Besides that, yeah, that's true. Um, gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> no answers. Now, uh, a midwife. What about a midwife? You gotta like midwives, um, right? I mean, what about a psychic surgeon? <laughs> respect. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know how hard it is to get respect for me? I mean, even if you said toleration, <laughs> like, but respect. Okay, respect, toleration. You really gotta mean it. All right, toleration. Um, I can tolerate work. midwives. Sure. You can tolerate midwives. What respect, about optometrists? Though, that's like a positive feeling. What about optometrists? Oh, sure. Okay. No, that's good. See, I need to do this with examples because I think about medicine so rarely that I'm just like. See, what? here's my uh, problem. I have a suspicion. People, I have a suspicion. story. Yeah, go ahead. One of Story's favorite books is that book, The Art of Seeing, by Aldous Huxley, who totally rips apart op- no. uh, whatever optometrists because he oh, says that they true. just try to no, my favorite make your eyes unhealthy I've actually, by correcting them. I've never, I've never actually read that book. You bought that book for your, because you oh, have eye problems. But I but thought you said that you had seen it before. I had heard about it, but I hadn't, oh, okay. I hadn't read it. Optometrists may be great. I mean, I have been blessed with great vision my whole life, so uh, like five times perfect at one point. It's gotten worse, and you know, I may need to see an optometrist at some point. But yeah, I would probably feel great about optometrists. They would probably make everything better with no pain and no trade-offs. So who knows, you know? So, I mean, because uh, my suspicion is that... That I've had experience with. Right, that's what I was going to ask. Because yeah. my suspicion is that, like, anybody that I tell you that you haven't personally in some way, like, come into contact with, you're not, you know, you're probably likely to say I was all right. Like, if I'm just like, well, what about physical therapists? You're probably like, sure, physical therapists are fine but if no, i was like how that, about you know, crap. okay you don't okay, great <laughs> jesus story <laughs> you are so funny all right no, I, I mean physical therapists might be fine how about I, a chiropractor chiropractor is where i man. thought you were going chiropractors, with chiropractors how can you that, be a physical everybody therapist everybody knows that is bs what oh, do, Everyone knows oh, do you realize that clea has been yeah. has clea's chiropractor physical, has helped her immensely okay. her chiropractic is that because Clea doesn't know what she's doing? Like, Clea's using a chiropractor has helped Clea enormously. I have a question. I have a question about chiropractors. As I mean, I know that they're definitely looked down upon by the, like, the general medical community. Should be reason enough to but support But my question them. is, do chiropractors exist that don't use, like, crystals and astrology and psychic stuff? In fact... Are they just, like, straight-up chiropractors? All the chiropractors I've ever heard of or seen, my mother and Clea both have gone to people who don't do any of that. In fact, Clea goes to one that uses um, a particular, like, it's a sort of a measuring device that allows her to get her back into alignment and get her nerves and spine and stuff into alignment. He can do the back adjustments and things like that. But most good chiropractors are people who have not only a physical therapy background, but they have knowledge of the spine. And I mean, Clea's allergies have gotten much better since she started seeing the chiropractor. No, see, because it's not like, it's not like astrology. I mean, like, chiropractic is actual (laughs) science. It takes a lot of research and time to be able to be a good chiropractor. Like, you can't... It's not, it's not, you know, fun science. It's well, like, you know. Well, does anyone, I mean, we're not exactly experts. I'm just wondering why that they would never incorporate <laughs> oh, it into the experts. medical community. 
Well, because they don't like, prescribe what, drugs what for everything that moves, so story should be happy about like, that. Well, the back, well, that's complicated. I don't know. Well, no, because they don't you know. believe it. We can fix your brain, but not your back. Right. Well, a lot of doctors, I mean, what? people have always said that back injuries are silly. Like, you know, you can't find, you can't sort of define them. So it's just like this, say like, oh, give me a break. It's just your back. You know, get over it. You know, everybody throws out their back. And they didn't realize like the impact that it has. what they said in the year 300. Well. Not what they would say Hey, man, in 19th century, Louis Pasteur was laughed out of the freaking French Academy of Medicine because he said there were these little things called germs and everyone cracked up about him. I'm uh, yeah, I'm compa- like the medical community throws out everybody <laughs> until they find that those people are right and then they're like, "Oh, sorry. Come into our group." And then we'll throw out the next thing that comes along that's sensible but we don't right. like. All right. like and those look, all Greg. those people will all be thrown out before too long, which is why I don't have faith in medicine. Because Greg, it's just a, period, a process of trashing the last person on ending and nobody's ever right. To make- tasty beverages safe for me to drink then I will put them on the level of Louis Pasteur <laughs> like if they take like a bottle of hydrochloric acid and they like crack it back and forth a few times and then it's safe what? then you've got it <laughs> why would you want to drink hydrochloric acid is that a tasty beverage that's what they'll call it <laughs> so, Russ is like well, I've always maybe, wanted hydrochloric acid we just acid. don't know because it hurts <laughs> oh, too much maybe it's delicious but it hurts so much frankly I'd rather know. they focus on something other than making <laughs> oh, things that taste better for you <laughs> like never oh, mind this thing about allergies dying. how do we get Russ it's Guberman so a beverage that he likes Lemon juice is delicious, but it's just very, very acidic, so uh, it's tough to drink. And I feel like as the scale goes up, it gets more delicious, but you just can't drink it because it will kill see, you. See, but here's my problem with... So we need kind of like lemon juice tonight. See, here's my problem with Story's whole, wholesale say. condemnation of the medical profession, though. <laughs> like, the fact is that before yes. you had things like the polio vaccine, you had children, hundreds of thousands right. of children, growing up and dying, you know, at the age of, like, 20, 25, of polio. Mm-hmm. When the polio vaccine yeah. came in, that didn't happen. But like, I'm that's no guy. Fact, who right? went into a coma for 36 hours because of a vaccine. So you, okay, you're but preaching that, to the wrong But that's end one example, like, Story, but problem. like, again, what do you right. say about that? It's a really relevant example. It's <laughs> just really relevant. To it. I mean, exactly. I'm just used to being <laughs> exactly. in the wheelchair. Just get used to being in the wheelchair. Exactly, exactly. How is this different from that? I'm just saying. How is this different from that, though? Like all of those examples of people who were cured because of this. there's no migraine vaccine. Well, all right then. But that doesn't mean that the whole I'm medical sure profession is, is bad because they came up with this vaccine. It does mean that. How can they do I mean, all these fancy saying... things? They can make erection pills but no migraine vaccines? It's all bullshit. Priorities, priorities. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'm even necessarily trying to speak for everyone. I'm just saying for me. I mean, you know, I'm not trying to say no one should ever see a doctor in their life. If doctors do it for you, you know, get your rocks off. That's great. But but, but it's uh, not like, me, oh, you know, no. different strokes, different folks. Like, the polio vaccine saved everybody oh, from polio. Like, I don't understand. Everybody was saved okay. from it. And if I had polio, I might have a lot more respect for You'd doctors. You'd be dead because you wouldn't have gone but to I get don't. the polio vaccine in the first place. This is my point. Well, I got a vaccine and went in a coma and almost died. Oh, so no, I don't feel so great about doctors uh, from the beginning. All right, all right. So okay. I don't see why you take it so personally. I don't. I just think it's I, that's funny. What I don't understand. I, I just think it's funny that it, he is you a do. You make it this great of mission. Philosophy. Yeah, I think you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. That's what it is. No, isn't I don't. It? I don't go to, look. I don't care for. I thing. told you. That's why I think it's funny that I end up being the moderate on this show. You, I don't care for doctors either. Doctors, but I mean, just throwing out the entire group. It's just a good thing you don't live in like PhD. 1950 or 1940 where you would have been subject to these things like most of these things have been eradicated so you don't but have to I worry about doctors, a different you know? opinion 
you know, when when medicine was doing good things that were revolutionary. Oh, of, so it's current you know, medicine you have a Trying to with. upsell drugs. Okay, so it's the current pharmaceutical you know, thing. I mean, who knows? It's all experiential, which I think, you know, is totally reasonable. It just depends on what happens to be my experiences. I'm open to change. Well, let me Every, ask you this, You know, then. I'm just living on experience. Let me ask you this, though. You yes. can fix your migraines. You just need to eat mayonnaise all the time, okay? <laughs> right. No, I wouldn't How do about it. salty snacks? Not a chance. <laughs> salty snacks. Of course not. Um, Are you out of your mind? But look, let me ask you this, though. I mean, that's Seriously. not even a question. Uh, here's a question, though. Like, let's say, Story, you were going to, like, some foreign country, like a third world country where malaria is a big problem, okay? And you knew for a fact sure. that if you take a vaccine that you have a 95% mm -hmm. less chance of getting malaria. And yet you would would you still willingly yeah, I mean, risk I've taken taking malaria? Shots before I took shots to go to to Russia. So, you know, I mean that's the thing. I went to a doctor in the first place. You make it sound like I'm living in my cave and like I, you know, flip off every doctor I see on the street. I met with the doctor, I was civil with the doctor, but the doctor confirmed all of my worst that's fears. That's a bad doctor. I went in being like, that's one I know bad I'm doctor. probably being irrational, but it's every doctor is like no, this. No, like, that's okay, not true. I know I'm probably being irrational. Only 85%. I know I'm being being irrational, but my worst fear is that she's just going to try to sell me drugs. And not only did she try to sell me drugs, but she tried to sell me the worst drugs in the world. I see. Drugs that ruin your brain. I see. Like, give me a break. And it was just like, okay, here it is again. It's the exact same experience all over again. And every experience is like that. Like, I would believe if I had counter experiences, but I don't. All right. So if I go so, to San Francisco to you visit do? you at work and I go into the Tenderloin and I get mugged, then my assumption is going to be whenever you go to the Tenderloin, you get mugged just constantly because it's just Tenderloin is mugging. Like, mug, think, mugging right. happens all the time just because and I you encountered would act it. that way. Because no, I wouldn't, because I'd recognize rational. that, no, how people rational is recognizing act. one mugging does not a neighborhood make. That's the thing. I don't have to base it on the entire experience and going, my one Yo, experience cracker. defines it for everybody, cracker. right? I got some lithium. You want lithium? No, but it might define it for you. It would blood be totally reasonable and rational I got and sensible <laughs> if you never you went, Vioxx? if you personally never went to the Tenderloin again. Because that was a really negative experience for you. And people do things like this constantly. And it is the basis of human well, reason. they shouldn't. Is that we learn by not repeating the mistakes that we made in the past. I mean, isn't everybody's life mission deep down to just not make the same mistake twice? Like, if we can at least do that, we can show that there's some hope for progress or rationality or intelligence in the human experience yeah, as a collective. I think that's true. No. That's really, I don't agree at that's all. That's the whole I don't life. agree at all. That's because the whole point of life. If story, your philosophy just upholds everyone in every society being in every ethnic conflict that they're in, there's no way out because they can't think outside the box. All they can think of is my father was killed Amen. by this guy. Amen. Therefore, the people on the other side will always kill my parents. So the only way to stop them is to kill That's them. That's a great because analogy, I don't have any pacifist mindset coming in. I can't think outside the box. All I can do is know from experience what happens, and therefore I have to act That's a great analogy. the only thing that will save my family, yep. which is to kill the other tribe. In fact, Gandhi operated <laughs> opposite experiential learning. From Gandhi's perspective, the way that you dealt with the British was you either were submissive to them or they'd beat you up, or you fought them violently because they beat you up. His experience had nothing to do with nonviolent resistance. So, using experimental learning, and you wouldn't have a Gandhi. You wouldn't have a Martin Luther King either. What are you talking about? That is the weirdest summation of Gandhi that I've ever heard. But, you know, to engage Russ's point, like, the actual thing that stops violence is 
being nonviolent. Like, violence creates violence in every situation. So if you act experientially to violence, you don't commit violence. This is what I did in my life when I encountered violence, and it was remarkably more effective than trying to hit back and getting beaten up. How worse. is that so? If in you experience every violence, in human history, why wouldn't you act violently? No, in every situation in human history, in, when there's been violence, I disagree. if you respond with and violence, other people's it gets experience, worse. They're the strongest person in the town. They beat the crap out of everybody, and nobody messes with them. And that's their experience. And there's no a priori knowledge that they would have to say that there's anything different. All they know is, in their experience, they beat up anyone who gets in their way, and they live a happy life. Well, eventually you there's have somebody to teach bigger, them otherwise. and that always happens. Yeah, but, but Russ is absolutely right. Like, I teach reven a revenge tragedy class, and the, one of the things that's so difficult about vengeance is that the cycle of vengeance, which is you hit me, I hit you, you hit me, I hit you, is impossible to break until somebody goes against experience, goes against what they've learned. And the first person who drops the gun or drops the knife or doesn't attack back, that is the only way to stop vengeance, and that's what makes it so damnably difficult. If we based it on experience, you might as well give up all of human history, because there's no chance for us getting out of any kind of violence because what we've learned is violence will at least stop the other person from hurting you you fight back you do something against it the only way to stop violence is for somebody to act non-experientially to say this time i'm not going to do what everybody always does which is to fight back violently i think russ's example is brilliant well we disagree i'm an internationally recognized poker champion everything that i say is right and good <laughs> and mighty I mean, I, I just, you know, but I don't see how you can disagree when you just talked about experience. Like, if, if, you know, if you live your life experientially, here's an example of not living life experientially. Like, I don't, I don't know how... I mean, also, like, you know, people like Einstein wouldn't have amounted to much if he only lived his life experientially. Yeah. Because he had to come up with a lot of conceptual things that weren't really based in his experience. I mean, I'm Although, not saying that you only have to yeah. be like, you can't ever think philosophically about anything. <laughs> my idea of How not, would you avoiding say that making the same mistake twice so also say that. means everything has to be concrete. Like, I love how this gets misinterpreted and misplayed. It's like, you said that you can only use blocks as the only thing that you communicate with. Because that's my experience, is blocks. Like, that's ridiculous. That is not anything to do with what I said. I said that people live life in a mission to not make the same mistake twice, and when negative experiences happen, they try to avoid them, and that is the basis of human rationality, and I stand by that, and I think that if people, and people can think as cleverly or as uncleverly as they want in that, it's thinking uncleverly to say, I'm going to shoot the guy who shot me so that nobody will ever do anything but shoot people, and it's more clever to say, if we rise above violence and rule it out, then no one ever gets shot again, but, you know, the creativity has nothing to do with it. The issue is, I, how are you I, going I to not make the same mistake twice? I think the creativity has to do with making the same mistake about 20 times until you find the proper solution to the mistake that you made instead of just avoiding it from that moment forward. If Thomas Edison didn't want to make the same mistake twice, he would have given up completely. Or Orville but he, Wright. You know, took up the same problem and tried a hundred different variations until he got the it Wright right. brothers tried to fly what five mm -hmm. different times, and everything kept crashing on the beach until they finally figured out the model that happened. If we didn't base things, if we base things on something happens and so we avoid it forever, you know, from now until the end of recorded time, then there would never be any advancement in that particular case. I mean, you have to rely on, you know, your goal is to ultimately not have the mistake happen, but you do it by you're not you don't avoid it so as to prevent the mistake from occurring you try to avoid that particular aspect and try something else but you're still going to be dealing with an experience likely to lead to mistake i mean frankly science is oriented towards trial and error not just science but almost everything is oriented towards trial and error so i mean i mean was it a great personal trauma for one of these people to fail once i mean you know mistake well they've a very they carefully crafted word here sometimes 
Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, and often you don't get a second chance with that. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't know if we need flight. That would be fine. <laughs> Great. So, I'm sure we don't need flight. Uh, I mean, he can always fall back on that. He's very slippery with the things. Very slippery. <laughs> That's fine. I'll just live in San Francisco. I mean, you know, Maybe we I don't know. need Thomas Edison. What the hell? Global warming. It's all his fault. <laughs> I mean, it's true. I mean, Maybe we don't, I don't need believe the fundamentally, fundamentally, philosophically, that technology, like medicine, is all about trade-offs, and that we think it's all progress, but it's actually all trade-offs. And you know, with things like global warming, not that I believe in global warming, but if I did, what? Um, then you know, we would be learning about. <laughs> God, story, you're so funny. I can't even keep up. You know, okay. story. When Gandhi uh, was a young man. He used to try to poke people with the double Three Stooges poke to stop violence, but he found that that wasn't a very successful tactic. So later on, he switched to nonviolence, but it, if he had not failed in doing the whoop, butt poke, the eye gouge. Ah, wise guy, huh? That never would have happened. Well, stop hitting me, please. That's true. Ah, British troops, eh? That's true. Gandhi and the Three Stooges. Ah, oh, you shoot me Here's now. There's a combination. Crap. Yeah, have some orange juice and glasses. You shoot me. Uh, that's uh, that's yeah, pretty it's funny. Been totally chiropractorized. It's healthy. <laughs> well, despite all I of this, I want chiropractorized uh, juice. Despite all this discussion, give me chiropractorized juice, and you can put them on the level of Pasteur. That's all I have to say. Despite Pasteur, chiropractic, and everything else, guys, um, I'm afraid that having solved the story's migraine problem by basically saying, okay, so he's going to live with migraines, um, the uh, MEP report has Enjoy come to an end. Enjoy. Enjoy the migraine. Enjoy it's come to an end for another week. So um, we want to thank everyone for listening as always. We want to remind you to check in at our website. Uh, check in. Please give us a positive review on iTunes if you like what you've heard. Tell your friends. Tell your family and all that. And uh, yeah, otherwise, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Say goodbye, everybody. And write in your comments and prescriptions for story in your doctor's note font. Do that, too. It can only get better than what I've experienced so far. <laughs> it can only give me hope. <sighs> the proceeding was a presentation of the MEP Report, hosted at www.mepreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the MEP Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for MEP link on the MEP Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. 